Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. For another week of the Working Fans Podcast, this is AJ, I'm the former wrestler, we've got Dave the Ultimate Fan here with us, as we do every week, our producer Joe may, likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod, we've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast, and for any ideas that you might have, that's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms, including anchor.fm, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out, and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. Working Fans Podcast, welcome back. It's not too often that we review newer things. Right. But last weekend, we watched AEW Revolution. Yes. Dave, you want to tell people, before we kind of get down to our thoughts about it, your path to actually watching this show? Oh, sure. Yeah, it was quite a... So, as a lot of you know, I deliver bread. Spoiler. No way. <laughs> Worked that into a few episodes. I, I, yeah, I know. We're about to hear that AJ was a 10-year pro here next. Yeah, right. So, I, I get up at like 2 a.m. And this was a rough weekend because UFC was at a show, too. I'm a big UFC fan. I was up late, and man, back to back, it was killing me. I but I really wanted to see the show, so I got together with Joe and I watched before we break it down about half of it. We'll say I got up to like around nine o'clock, maybe whatever, and then I was like, all right, I gotta go home. And so I had I had on my phone on my way home in the car, and this is around the Matt Hardy uh, Hangman Page match. So then I went to bed. And I woke up this morning ready to put it on in my bread truck as I'm driving to <laughs> see the rest of the show. But here's the thing about Bleacher Report Live. Yes, I bought it. Yes, I get unlimited replays. But the unlimited replays aren't available to within a 24-hour period. So I don't want to spoil this. That seems like a, a real pain in the ass. It was Especially a real pain in the when ass you was... woke up and you're like, I want to watch this right now. I was, I was so excited because I was enjoying the show. And so I avoided all spoilers. All right. In this day and age, can we Very talk about do. how big an accomplishment that is? Yes. Well, for the most part, I will just, I'll let you know how that happened, too. Okay. So, toot my own horn here. Sidebar. I, toot, toot. Toot, toot, baby. I said that Christian was probably going to be the guy. That was my pick. I broke it down. For I thought people. it was ridiculous. I didn't think it would happen. I know. I didn't say anything, but That's I didn't right. want to make you feel bad. That's all right. That's all right. You know what? I'm a Jedi. <laughs> I'm going to school you once in a while, boy. You, right. you had your ice cream sandwiches. You were happy. I'm like, ready. I don't want to take Dave off this cloud. All right. So that being said, I did have a text I woke up to this morning. I didn't know how it happened, but it was from Jake St. John, who I also told I was predicting Kristen. He predicted Kurt Angle. And I said, 
he just sent me a thing that said Christian exclamation marks. I'm like, okay, so that happened. Jesus Christ, Jake. <laughs> we were trying to keep spoiler free. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't mention it to him. You know, so that's all right. We'll yeah. let it slide. I mean, in this day and age, like so, I almost don't say anything to anybody. Dude, I didn't on social media. I didn't even download my normal podcast because I didn't even go on podcast because I didn't want to see what the name of the post wrestling show would have been this morning. Oh yeah, that would because I would have been like, no, no, I don't want to know. So we'll get um, to that later. Where then Joe messages me. Oh, and I did get one other potential spoiler, which is really hilarious. You didn't even tell me about this other one. No, 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 because this is what happened. I got this text from my buddy Kristen. This is all it said. Sparklers come down, Eddie Kingston dies. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense to me, but I know that's some form of a spoiler. Yeah. Well, it would later on make sense. Anyway. It's so funny how-, how nonsensical what you just said is, but if you watched last night, you're like, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Which I hadn't yet. So, anyway, basically... Joe texts me next about, hey, have you watched it yet? And I was like, no. And I want it. And I'm mad. I'm telling my play. And then for giggles, I because I go back to refresh it to see if it's like ready and it's not, I, I click on the Spanish version of it. It's already there. So I like, screw it. I'm watching this in Spanish. Do you speak Spanish, Dave? You, I, I do not. We I, know you're Puerto Rican. Yes, you don't I, speak Spanish. I do, not, I do not. Although I will tell you, from the point where I pick up the show, I understood it fluently. No. Where a hangman, though, got help from the Dark Order to get the win, yeah. and then they hug afterwards. It just sounded so much more emotional in the Spanish voice. When they're like, ay, gandito. I was like, oh, that hurts my heart, hangman. I'm so happy for you. I can't wait to see where that plays out Wednesday, and where does that go forward. But I'm, yeah. so we're sh- still talking about your path to watching yeah, so that was like I ended up watching the rest of it in Spanish, and then I immediately texted Joe about, as soon as I saw the ending of this, like, first of all, the ending of the match was, if we had left at the ending of the match, yes. and we didn't do a closing angle, fine, good show, end it, way to go. But then, these matches, I mean, it, there was a time limit on this thing. We were promised something at the end. <laughs> At 30 minutes, the ring would blow up. Yes, we were. Maybe in Spanish commentary, it left a little little desire. No, the the ring was supposed to blow up. Uh. (laughs) Moxley was laying in there with time ticking down. For you Stranglemania fans out there, all I could think of was... There was supposed to be an exploding match, too, in the fan, and Terry Funk is left in there, and basically a similar thing happens, just a whimper. And the guys from Stranglemania, the ICP, are just like... What the fuck was that? That was whacked. I don't even know what that was. Nothing happened. <laughs> I have a feeling last night's ending is going to end up on Botchamania. Eddie Kingston runs in there to protect John Moxley from nothing. Yeah, like solar flare. Like oh, I don't even know. His hair wouldn't have even caught on fire yeah. the way those sparklers were. Uh, there was a thing that came out this morning that Mox basically got on the end the show at the end of the mic, and he said Kenny Omega is a tough son of a bitch to do a lot of things. But, boy, he sucks at making a bomb. <laughs> so the storyline supposedly is going to be that Kenny Omega sucks at making bombs. Yeah, that's the only what thing, you, you, do? That's the only thing yeah. you can do when that goofy-ass ending happens. Yeah. But before, besides yeah, the I ending, the, the rest of the match was amazing. Yeah. I It's definitely not one of the best matches that I stated last week that AEW ever did. But no. up until that ending point, it was a hell of a death match. But... The whole show was amazing. To me, yeah. I think the ladies' championship match might have been match of the night. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, um, You know, everything was really good. The tag battle, tag battle royal was fine. I really enjoyed the closing sequences with Ray Phoenix, Pac, and um, Jungle Boy. I thought they tore it up. Uh, I'm really excited about this uh, Pac and Phoenix combination. I think they're awesome. Yeah, I'm happy to see Sheeta collecting wins. I think it's going to be that much bigger. 
when she, you know, she eventually drops his belt now. And we had Ethan Page Ethan and Page. Christian both debuted. Yeah. Another one I had mentioned, although I got to give it to Post Wrestling for putting that idea in my head, but I thought that'd be super cool. I wish he had gone over, but I'm not upset with Scorpio Sky going over. They're trying to give him a little bit of an edge. I thought the match They've been building great. him for a little over a year when they were kind of slowly moving yep. him away from SCU. Already had the tag belts. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And uh, yeah, my man Christian debuted. Look, Hall of Fame career. That's how it was described. This guy was a former... ECW heavyweight champion. He was a former world champion, and you know he was a former TNA world champion. Now, what's interesting? I'll, I'll break it down on why I thought Kristen was coming to this promotion. What my thought process was for the people. So, Big Show said Hall of Fame like career, and you know, I don't know. I was thinking a bunch of different people: Mark Henry, Kurt Angle. That's who I originally thought, and who I pretty much said the whole time. I thought it was Mark yeah. Henry. What started, I watch a lot of wrestling, all right? and um, I think we both watch a lot of wrestling. We do, we do, we do. But uh, I mean, I, you're a lot deeper into kind of like where modern storylines are going. Right, right. I've been keeping it more, and I've been watching more uh, SmackDown in particular lately because it's fallen in a good time for me. I get home early Saturday. I put it on in the background while I do my paperwork. And most part, SmackDown's been a decent show. Hit or miss at times, but very decent. So it, it got to me this weekend. Like, I was watching this episode of SmackDown, and... Daniel Bryan is in a cage match with Jey Uso. And if he wins, he's getting the title shot at Fastlane against Roman. Well, if that doesn't happen, he's got a tag match with Edge against Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. And the way that WWE kept talking about it, like, you know, like, there's this big dream tag match that could be happening. Daniel Bryan and Edge versus Jey Uso and Roman. I thought, what the fuck are they talking about, this dream tag match? Like... Who wanted to see this match? Who even thought of this match? This doesn't even make any sense, you know? And then I thought about it. Wait a minute. Where the hell has Christian been since the Royal Rumble? And I kept thinking he'd come back at some point, but I'm like, there's been not one mention at all of him. And then I thought about it. He was injured for the longest time. He just got cleared. He's probably not under contract. And normally the W wouldn't bring you back, but with a Royal Rumble, they're all about cameos. Then I started thought, thinking about this. Vince McMahon, he always saw Edge as the money player. Christian, not so much. Christian had to go to TNA, win the world title over there. Then when his contract went up, he went back. They put him on the ECW brand, which was pretty much a dead brand, and they gave him that belt. Then they finally bring him up, and he doesn't get a world title. He gets his first world title when Edge leaves the company due to injury. How did he get that world title? In a vacant world title in a ladder match with Del Rio. Never pinned anybody. He climbed the ladder, got the title. Two days later at a SmackDown tape, and he lost it to Randy Orton in a face-versus-face match. Started this heel turn, slowly building with Christian. He got the title back one more time. How? By disqualification. Because they had made it that if Orton was disqualified or count, he would lose the belt. And then Christian held the belt for about a month. My point through all this thing is Vince McMahon was not going to spend top dollar to keep Christian. And severely underutilized. Underutilized, man. underappreciated. But the people like Big Show, the people like... You know, in AEW, NXT, everywhere around, Kristen is one of those guys. Everybody knows he's one of the best workers in the world. And he has had a Hall of Fame career still when you take in those titles, plus his legendary TLC run with Edge, the Dudley Boys, and the Hardy Boys. Yeah, now, I always ask on the live show kind of what is the match you're looking forward to for the week. Let's end the pay-per-view review with what was your match of the night. I'm going to go first. I thought it was the ladies' title match. Yeah, interesting. I'm going to go with, I guess, the ladder match. Just because I was excited to see Scorpio Sky get his due. 
And I really enjoyed seeing Ethan Page show up. So for me, that made it a little special. I know, when I saw that ladder match, I was wondering when Frodo Baggins was going to run up that little ladder and grab that ring off the top. <laughs> yeah, the brass ring. <laughs> um, it's better than a briefcase, I guess. It's something different. It's something. Do you know why they did that? Did you get the, you get the reference to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, no, I got yeah, it. Yeah, I guess Kristen is also Tony Khan's favorite wrestler at one point. Okay. Yeah, well. that was said on Wrestling Observer that that was a hint. Tony Khan said that this is my favorite wrestler. So. All right, well, I mean, at least it was... It was a big signing. We got to see it on pay-per-view. And overall, I'd say we both enjoyed the pay-per-view. So, guys, yeah. thank you oh, for joining. Hey, hey, one more thing. What one else more thing. I want to predict one more thing since I've been on fire with my predictions here. All right. Dave's <laughs> feeling himself. Let's see what you got. motherfuckers. I'm going to say that Kristen is going to ultimately have a heel turn here. Because when you have a shirt that says, outwork everyone, and you just expose it with your jacket and give us a smarmy little look, and then you don't say nothing and walk away, I smell heel. All right, well, we'll see if that... my ass. It's the Working Fans Podcast, baby. We out. Do you remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? You can read all about his wrestling career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas. And his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich, 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised what you read. Go to LanceByChance.com. Hey, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast with the man they call Dave. AJ Strunes through producer Joe will be sitting around over here too. If he wants to get involved, I don't know. He's having a kind of a lazy day. It's all oh, right. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> AJ Strange. Ah, guys, I want to talk about Kenny Omega, the belt collector. It just broke as we were recording this the night before that Impact Wrestling's got a big match with Rich Swan defending the Impact title versus Moose, who's going to be putting up the TNA title unification match. So they're recognizing the TNA belt as well. But then the winner of that is going to the Rebellion pay-per-view, April 27th. It's a Saturday, and it's going to be whoever has the title for Impact Wrestling at that point against Kenny Omega, a unification match. I'm excited for this. I was saying this in the beginning. I want Kenny Omega to start winning some of these belts. I think it's an awesome time to do this because, look, it's, it's almost like the old territory days, right? This is like Kenny Omega has a chance to be the NWA heavyweight champion, essentially, going promotion to promotion. And what better time for these territories to work with you? Because, hey, unlike, besides the WWE, who's got the best financial state in wrestling right now? It's got to be AEW because it's all about them TV rights. So I think these companies should work with AEW and they should put their belts on Kenny Omega. Bow down, son. Omega deserves it. Give me some feedback. <laughs> I just, I, I, first of all, I pray to God that it's Rich Swan. No, nothing against nothing against Moose. Moose is a hell of an athlete. He's a big guy. Mm. He's a good worker. But Rich Swan and Kenny Omega would tear the freaking house down. You're talking I, about two uh, two two great wrestlers. I don't even think Rich Swan gets the credit that he actually deserves. Quite frankly, I agree with that. But Joe, you watched the last uh, the six man main event they had there, where it was Rich Swan, Moose, and Chris Sabin. It was what's hold on? Chris Sabin. Chris, it was Chris Sabin. Yeah against Omega and the Good Brothers. And, man, I thought Moose had the performance of a lifetime in that. I thought he looked amazing. I mean, he's really I, come into his own in Impact, but I don't know if that big man versus smaller guy dynamic is what I, I you're think, looking at when it's like a company-to-company clash. I, I agree with that, but I will say this. I think Moose has actually been built stronger. I guess that's what I'm saying. I think one of the reasons Moose looked as good as he did was because of who he was working with in that match. Working with Luke Gallows, working with Machine Gun, working with Kenny Omega. Go ahead. I would say there's no argument here, though, about in terms of like Rich Swan is going to be the better in ring guy. 
But I'm just saying, from a character standpoint, I feel mm. like Moose has been almost built stronger. If you put the oh. belt on him, yeah, like he absolutely, he like, yeah, more of an imposing force. That's first all. of all, they made a title for him. The title didn't exist; it was gone. Right. They literally brought the title back for and, him. And I know Joe will back him on this. I'm pretty sure it was on a recent episode. That the Good Brothers had Don Callis on talking shop, and one of the things they talked about was Moose and how they talk about with Moose. They don't like him to leave his feet too often, and you know, sell like a big man, work like a big man. And one of the things that was so cool was he did leave his feet in that six-man match, but it's been so rare that it had people buzzing and talking about when he did it. I mean, he's got a hell of a drop kick, but it doesn't mean yeah. we need to see it necessarily. No, no, no. And I, and in that six-man, he pulled off a Spanish fly. I don't want him to do that in every damn match. Well, he's also, well, he's also done occasions. something that helps towards that. The moose that you saw in Ring of Honor was about 40 pounds heavier than the moose that you're seeing in Impact Wrestling. He dropped a lot of weight, kept uh, kept himself in great shape, and, and now, it, to me, is much better in the ring. And like I said, it's not that I'm anti-Moose. I like Moose. I do. Yeah. I just <laughs> would rather, for me personally, the idea of seeing Rich Swan and Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. that, that to me has the possibilities of a 10-star match. Now, let me ask you this. Do you guys think Omega wins, and do you think it's just the beginning? Will there be other belts he collects? I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think of at some point they will also, even though they they do already have a working relationship with the NWA. Yeah, I agree. Why, why would that not lead to a Nick Aldis, Kenny Omega match? I agree. And I want Aldis to be back in the NWA, and I want him to look strong there, and I want him to be on AEW and look strong, but eventually I want the goal to be Kenny gets that belt for a little while too. Because he's well, still the mega heavyweight champion in AAA. That's right. So he already has yeah. the belt in AAA. I mean, perfect world. Oh, man. How cool would it be? Omega's got that belt from AAA. He's got the NWA world title, the Impact world title, and the AEW. And, oh, yeah, by the way, by the time this rolls around in January, he's taking on Kota Obushi for the IWGP <laughs> Heavyweight Championship, his former tag team partner. How amazing could that be for everybody involved? He literally could be the belt collector, have he could. all the belts. The, the Thanos of uh, professional wrestling. And how can you say he's not the real world's champion if he's got every belt but the WWE's? And think about that (laughs) return to New Japan for him, walking into Wrestle Kingdom with all this gold coming to take their top prize. Bigger picture too, guys, if you're the small promotions. Kenny's got all that focus on him. You're getting mentioned on AEW. Oh, and then here's another storyline for you. Eventually, Mox comes back, right? Let's say he takes some time off to be with the baby and everything. And what's the first thing Mox does? Cost him the Impact World title. Cost him the NWA. Suddenly, he starts to slowly take away Omega's life from him. All the titles are going back, you know, where they came from. And then it leads to a big blow-off match with Mox and Omega for the AEW Heavyweight well, title. Also think you mean about like an exploding as- ring death match? Let's yeah. talk about that fart. <laughs> let's talk about that fucking... Let's, I mentioned this. It's going to be on an upcoming podcast. It'll be heard. My thoughts on this already, but AJ doesn't know this. AJ, yeah, we will have heard this last week. Yes, I had a bit of a spoiler from a friend of ours. Sent me a text, Kristen, and I, I didn't know what it was. He didn't know I watched favorite. This is all it said. I was in the middle of watching the show. It said, sparklers eddie kingston dies <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck does that mean and then i'm like kind of put it together i'm like 
Oh, no. Does this mean, like, Eddie's going to, like, make the ultimate sacrifice? But it's some... but in my mind, I'm like, Dave, you don't even know what happened. Just watch it. Like, nope, that was pretty dead on. <laughs> like... <laughs> Eddie Kingston wow, was uh, the true professional in that. He sold it like a champ, was. even though the result was fucking goofy. And to be fair to Eddie, too, for anybody who thinks he should have improv, Eddie never looked up. Eddie fucking buried yeah. his head. <laughs> like, I'm going to protect how, my friend. <laughs> how, how is he supposed to improv when he can't see anything? Out, people are assholes. Some, and yeah, then once it happened, you don't want to pick your head up. You just want to be like, roll me out of the ring. Roll me out of yeah. the ring. If, if anybody was in a tough spot there, it's Moxley who could see everything that was happening because he's looking yeah. up. And Moxley, like they joke, kind of did a little whole business himself, basically off the air said, Kenny Omega's a lot of things. He's a bad son of a bitch, but apparently he sucks at making a bomb. <laughs> so. Now, how do they address that on TV, do you think? I, I think? as of now, Dynamite is tonight after our live show. Yeah, Tony Khan's already basically kind of gone with that. When Mox said that Kenny sucks at bringing a bomb, to me the question will be, how does they address Eddie Kingston? If I'm Eddie, I get pissed off. And I said, you know, I fainted. I'm a real man. I fucking thought this. And I wake up to find out that I was scared over some bomb that didn't even go off. I want somebody's blood. I want somebody's ass. Well, I think the first thing that should happen here is that they should bring John Moxley out to the ring and just blow him up. (laughs) That was something Khan said, too. He said, the bomb obviously didn't work. I don't know what else people want. I mean, we can't actually blow these people up. No, but if you're doing a match like that, you would like to hope that there would be okay. some kind of like I if you're gonna do happened, that match, I you gotta do it properly. Yeah, I, I, I do what should have happened was there should have been a bigger explosion and then the ring collapse. Oh yeah. Like that. I, that would be I fun. would yeah. I would like to see this lead to an Eddie Kingston Kenny Omega match. <laughs> that no, would be no, a good I'm way. I'm no, serious. I, yeah, yeah. I think Kenny, I think Eddie Kingston comes out, says, Hey, listen, I made the sacrifice just because Kenny Omega doesn't know how to build a bomb. My heart was in the right place. Kenny Omega comes out and goes, I don't know how to blow a bomb. Your career's a bomb. And that leads to them just freaking going at it. I, I'd love it. I'd love to see those two go at it. And um, I'll say this too, you know, we're just recording this, guys. You know, we're kind of doing this off the cuff a little bit. I'm going to throw another little thing at you here too. First off, one more thing about the explosion. Yes, I giggled my motherfucking head off, by the way. <laughs> so, for the people that, you know, like, I saw me, I think I was on regularly scheduled hostilities, and I shit on that Randy Orton fucking fiend thing where they lit the fiend on fire and Orton did his stupid ass pose. <laughs> and everybody, I giggled my ass off then, too. I giggled my ass off at this shit. I will say this I'm consistent. You throw me something stupid, I'm going to laugh at it. I watched so. it live, and it. It was honestly, it kind of ruined the match for me because after it sure. happened, I'm like, that's it. Well, here's yeah. here's the fact of the matter. Is and then you lost all that. the realness that just happened based yeah, on... Yeah, they put on a hell of a matchup until yeah. then. They beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, nobody's talking about the great match that they had for 20 minutes before that. Everybody's mm. talking about the fact that a bomb didn't go off. And it's a little mm. sad that people have lost sight of how great the... It was well, almost similar to Shaq disappearing. Right. I'd say very similar, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 footage, the footage came out this week of Tony Schiavone during the break actually letting Shaq out of the ambulance and Shaq walking away with Cardgill, and that footage came out this week. So now everybody's just talking about, oh, yeah, Shaq really disappeared. AJ, you haven't heard it yet, but I had predicted, this is jumping ahead here, but I want to I wanna talk about Shaq. So hold on a second. Just let me finish. I want to say this. I had predicted that Kristen was going to show up. I broke this whole thing down. I was telling people I figured this out Saturday. I thought he was wow. full of shit. Yeah, I, I, I never get it. But here's the thing: I can also eat shit. And AJ, I, I think we both got to eat shit here a little bit. Can we just say it? 
Shaq surprised the shit out of us. Is that fair to say? That that was Shaq, way better. Shaq, Shaq did a great job. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, he did a great job with doing the Brody bomb. He did a great job with the whole match. And they were also smart in how they used him. And who was they excited the, about that they last used week? Sparingly. Well, you said something, Jeff. Yeah, yeah that, I believe that was my match of the week that I was most you looking did. forward you did. to. You, you, yeah, I'll give you props on that. And I'll tell you. AJ, it could have gone I, one of two ways, though. It was either going to go decent or it was going to go bad. There was no like AJ anything else. knows what, what I'm talking about with the Kristen things. We had a chance to talk. but And it's funny because me and AJ say our subscription channels and stuff. And so I was watching SmackDown on YouTube TV. Ironically, I noticed you hadn't watched it yet. I didn't even know if you got around to watching it. Or I not. hadn't. Okay, so I here's what tipped me off. So I'm watching that show, and they're talking about the tag match that potentially could happen with Brian and Edge versus Roman and Jay Uso. But this is what they said. A dream match that obviously we've been thinking about for years, a potential tag match we're all talking about. And it didn't hit me like, nobody's fucking talking about that. Edge and Christian. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Christian. We have not heard one thing about him. And then I thought about it. When's the one time WWS people in without a contract? Royal Rumble. Go ahead and make your cameo. Then I, we said, we thought about it again. Who does Vince McMahon never really appreciated? Oh, yeah, Kristen, he's good. But we're not going to sign him to that edge contract. And, and who have they not actually mentioned or had on TV Kristen. since the Royal Rumble? Yeah. So yeah, even though even though it came out literally the night after it came out that he was completely cleared to wrestle. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. So anyway, I also want to say this in a perfect world for me, and I'm a big fucking mark for these guys, and it probably won't happen. My perfect world will happen. What happened years ago? Joe might not be aware of this, but there was a picture taken at one point. It was Edge with the WWE World Champion and Christian with the NWA World Champion from TNA, which had the NWA title yeah. at the time. They took it together. My mind, perfect world. Vince would probably fire him, but whatever. Edge with the WWE World Champion. Christian with the AEW World Champion. And just to say, hey, guys, the best in the world. Wow, you see Christian as going to the top of AEW's title division? I don't know they would do that, but let me, because I I hear your voice, and I also want to tell you this, too. I know you thought I was full of shit, so I want to make this clear. Christian is one of the best workers in the world. And if you don't know it, it's because you haven't studied him enough. And I'm not just telling that to you. I'm telling anyone out there, kiss my ass. Oh, yeah. I saw the shirt. He's going to outwork everybody. He is. And you know what? And people in the know, John Moxley, other people have talked about it. He's one of the best in the ring. And the guy hadn't been in the business in, what, the last seven, eight years? He showed up in the Rumble, looked like he hadn't missed a beat, and outworked everybody that night. So, everybody so. from Edge to interviews with Bruce Pritchard to Finn any Bauer. person who you talk to ha- who's ever worked with Christian will flat out tell you that the guy can come out and have a five-star match, ten-star match, whatever-star match with any person that you want to. Now, I'm going to go means- one step further. That being uh, said, I yeah, think he's ahead. going after the TNT title. I don't I think do he's too. going after the. I do, I do. I'm just saying, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if he had a cup of coffee with it. That's all. I, I would, I would love to see Scorpio Sky actually win the TNT title, and then see Christian versus Scorpio Sky. I think that that would steal the show on any card anywhere. I will say this though. I told this to Joe already. A few people. I think there's a good chance this guy's going to be a really nasty heel because when you look at that shirt. I'm going to outwork you. The smug look, and he just walks away. One thing Edge and Christian talked about on a podcast a long time ago about NXT, and I think it applies for AEW, there's not enough just heels with no likable Um, tendencies. Guys, there's an opening for one more body 
with FTR and Sean Spears. Mm. How about how about Christian as the leader of that group? That would be good. I heard a rumor that Nick Aldis could also be positioned for that, and I would love that. That could work also, absolutely. I'd be a lot more excited for Aldis, but I mean, I guess I'd be open to Christian in the new kind of leader of the Four Horsemen, just seeing what they do with it. Because I'm interested by that group. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've seen, like, I think you're more familiar with Christian's tag work is what I've gotten the impression. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with TNA, Christian. Yeah, TNA. And again, even Vince put the world title on him briefly. I think his run in TNA is unfortunately somewhat forgotten, Mm -hmm. but he was such a good worker in TNA. Not just a good worker, but his single promos in the ring, he was very Mm -hmm. sharp. There were things, too, where he would fight. That's been talked about too, where he would fight for like people with time and main event status. It's like they're doing a match where the winner was going to get a shot at world title on Raw, and somebody said, "Uh, "You guys got seven minutes," and he was like, "It's for the fucking world title." He's like, and you know, like he fought to get him longer, and uh, he takes it up intense wise too. There's a story where Finn Bauer talks about they were working in New Japan. Kristen was a part of TNA, and he chopped Finn Bauer so hard it literally knocked the wind out of him. And they're like, because Edge would always joke around. Christian's kind of a dick, and so and Finn's like, they asked Finn, like, well, what did he say to you? Did he at least like try to calm you down in that? And he's like, no, nah, I remember I was in shock because I remember he just yelled at me. He goes, you're in there with the fucking champ. <laughs> he just literally knocked the wind out of him, and that's what he yelled to him. But I, I think he's got a great shot to really do some good stuff with his company. But you know what? I'll throw this out there. I can look at it unbiasedly. I'm a mark for him, but I guess what? You know what? The way he was built up, people were fucking thinking, oh, it's got to be John Cena, it's got to be Lesnar, it's got to be CM Punk. People lost their minds when you say that, you know, this Hall of Fame career guy is going to show up. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's a little inside a joke. Anybody who ever wa- listened to the Edge and Christian show, their podcast, anybody who listened to any of that stuff knows that the running joke was that <laughs> Christian's not a Hall of Famer. No, but fans go wild with their imaginations and stuff like that. A lot of people yeah, told that, me that. That's because fans are morons. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one other thing, too, like I said, personally, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm just going to kiss his ass one more shot. I want to get this out there. To me, Christian is like the 90s, early 2000s era of Iron Anderson. Like, he's just that guy that can work with anybody. He can get a good match out of everybody, and he's an underrated promo. Plus, I, I know people talk about him being a dick, but we met him at Dodd Stadium. Guy Great was guy. Cool. The guy was cool as can be. Yeah, and so, personable. Yeah, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Always, That's yeah. Uh, a lot of times when you meet these guys, you're like, oh, Christ, I wish I hadn't met him. Mm-hmm. He's not one of those guys. He was down to earth, awesome to talk to, took his time talking to us. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. I, even though like uh, the pay-per-view went out with a little whimper and Randy Oscar told me it was the worst AEW pay-per-view he ever saw, <laughs> I will say, which I didn't agree with. I thought um, no. there was another one. That too well, was ago. it all out? It wasn't the last one, but the one before that. So yeah. whatever that was. Yeah, I believe that was all out. Twenty. With my Hardy uh, tried to walk the ladder after getting a concussion. Was that oh, all yeah. out? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I'm pretty sure that pay per view. I I, was, I was thought real. the pay per view was solid. I mean, I we can talk. It. Let's talk about that real quick. How? Where did you rate the pay per view? I mean, did you? Other I than do- that whimper at the end, I thought it was solid. The problem with AEW pay per views that I think people are running across is that they're long. And they go a little later in the night. I didn't have that issue this time because it was broken up for me. I had to watch some of it the next day. And <laughs> real, know, really I saw the, some of it in Spanish, but whatever. Really, really, the only match that I wasn't a huge fan of, and this was just my own personal taste, was the big tag match. 
to me, the having all oh, those tag yeah. teams is freaking. It's oh, just the battle too royal. Much. You mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the tag team battle royal. Sorry. Okay, that's I like t- that battle royal. You know what surprised me? I think I said on the podcast that that ladder match was my favorite match, and you said the women's match show. Yeah, I kind of want to. I know it's going to be weird, but I really enjoyed. I don't know if it's because I'm just falling like this guy's becoming my guy, but Hangman, I almost said falling. Oh my god, you're stealing my match, (laughs) Hangman Page. Yes, like when okay, okay, I watched that end of that match in Spanish too. (laughs) Now, long story. What, what, was your mom doing the play-by-play? <laughs> no. The Bleacher Report does not put the replay up right away, apparently. But they do put it in Spanish. Apparently, the Spanish people are working harder. Go figure. So, anyway, at the end of this thing, like, I don't know, but the part where Hangman Page gets knocked in and all the Dark Order catch him and push him back, and then he does the buckshot lariat, I popped huge. I was so excited. I was so happy for that, and it just won me over. Dude, whatever weird relationship he has with the Dark Order, I am all in. I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. Mm. I love seeing Matt Hardy lose because yeah. he's such a swarmy heel right now. With, me too. Uh, I hated Matt Hardy. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, when he went, when Hangman didn't get the pin with the first buckshot lariat and Matt did the side effect and everything, I was actually in my truck. I was watching off the side. I'm like, fuck Matt Hardy. And then I'm like, oh, wait. I was actually excited. I was marking out a but, bit. I'm but like, how great is he doing his job right now? Good, that people I, watch, I, I didn't like him. I'm like, this yeah, asshole. Pe- yeah, yeah, people want to like Matt Hardy, and he's done such a great job at being swarmy. Oh, that- no. There were fans in there. I heard chanting for Matt on that thing. So the rest of them were like, I did it. But, I was but, like, but keep in mind. <laughs> They even on the pay-per-views, they do still have the heel wrestlers out there. So it could be some of them cheering for Matt also. Ah, this felt like a 50-50 crowd. I was surprised. But yeah. whatever. I mean, you know, me and you don't always have the pulse and everything. Well, they are in <laughs> Florida, let's face it. Uh, we've already if you tune into Renegade TV, you'll know that we actually spend a good amount of time dealing with the folks from fine folks from Florida. Mm-hmm. And if you make it past the ninth grade there, you basically have made it to Harvard. So, shout out to our Florida listeners. <laughs> I think we just lost that demographic pretty well. You know, we don't always get to talk new stuff out here, so this is kind of exciting. I want to throw one more thing before we end this segment. AJ, we talked a little bit about this on the live show recently. NXT moving to Tuesday night soon. I'm excited for both shows. I don't, I, I don't care how it looks. Like, I'm excited that I think we're going to get better TV products because of this at the end of the day for both shows. And I think both shows have a better chance of growing. I think right now, the amount of great wrestling that we get between NXT, AEW, not Raw, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. on Renegade TV, the amount of great wrestling that we get is out of this world. And I, it, we're very lucky right now. Shout out to Post Wrestling. They've been doing such an outstanding review of Raw that I haven't really had to watch it, and it's been great. This week, I realized I could just DVR it on my Sling app. And I said, you know what? I'm going to watch Raw this week. And I don't know what. I think I have a feeling after the title change this week, it might be a hot show. This is the time I should tune in. I was about halfway. I'm like, oh, that's a fucking mistake. <laughs> the, like, the, okay, so the only, hi- the only highlight on Raw whatsoever, and these are my only two highlights on Raw, one is seeing Bobby Lashley get over. It's only yep. a matter of time before him and the rest of the Hurt Business are faces, quite frankly. And then the other highlight was Randy Orton saving the referee's life during the pyro. I don't know if you guys caught on to that, but the referee was in the corner and Orton like uh, pulled him out of the corner. No, Otherwise, he would have been caught completely on fire. 
Shout out to Randy Orton. He's he's not yeah. such a bad guy deep down. <laughs> and, uh, appar- uh, apparently, he doesn't want to catch everyone on fire. <laughs> I don't think it would have been great though if he let a guy legit get on fire. A referee got shoot on fire, and instead of trying to save him, he just did a stupid fucking pose. <laughs> tell him. <laughs> tell- and Vince McMahon instead of firing was like. God damn, that's good shit. That, that, but 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 on a serious but on a serious note, there is one match and two guys that are tearing it up on Raw. Sheamus and, and absolutely yeah, McIntyre I, and Sheamus are killing it. I saw and, that. Uh, those two guys are beating each other to crap. But and, let's point out some bad booking at the same time. <laughs> I've never seen this in my life. It was a no disqualification match. It ended in a no contest. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, How? what the hell is going on around here? Hey, there was no disqualification uh, at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But guys, I think All we right. can I think yeah. we can wrap this one up. <laughs> wrap this up. We'll add it to another episode. It's been real. Working fans podcast. Kiss our ass. We're out. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 